previously on my best friend's journal. So at least two sleeps went by before I saw there was a second and third cat who were oh living <laughs> underneath the bed the whole time. It was so scary. And this is like, these add up. Oh, this is why fuck. I don't love cats. They're always fucking lurking. And this is the epitome of that. But uh, I did find a bathing suit I really liked and I bought it. It felt kind of freeing. I felt like a, like I was I was confident in a way that um, I wasn't expecting myself to be in those little bathing suits. It felt fun and flirty and gay. I do think most people who have a Snapchat dick friend have several Snapchat dick friends. Okay. Yesterday, a friend of mine was like, oh my God, we should be Snapchat friends. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's exclusively for dick pics. <laughs> I was just like listening to this book, like laughing along, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden there's this like kind of hot and heavy, like, I think it was like a blowjob scene. I can't even remember. There's Ooh. been quite a few since then. I mean, my gayest moment is like downstairs using my table saw, like fully getting a chub during a sex scene. <laughs> that sounds dangerous next to your table saw. <laughs> Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek Grab a drink or smoke some pot Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past it's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this theme a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Bigger Oprah's favorite podcast. Hello. Hi. This is my best friend's journal. I'm Cam. And I'm Mike. Welcome, Welcome folks. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, in tandem. Hi, friend. How are you? I am good. I am adjusting. Uh, my to life what? has changed drastically. <gasps> well, um, it appears hell has indeed frozen over because I have a cat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's misleading. <laughs> <laughs> I have a cat for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> you have borrowed a cat. <laughs> I did not borrow. I am graciously taking very good care of kitty. A puss. The only reason I know this is because <laughs> I was just waiting. Like, there's going to be 14 pussy jokes within the intro here. Um, I know this because I keep getting pictures and videos of this cat, which you have a similar relationship to as you do with Fergus, kind of. I feel like it's like a love-hate. Like, you're sharing your space with it, and you are very <laughs> sweet to it, but also you kind of talk trash to this cat all the time. Is that right? <laughs> um, I actually think I am much meaner to Fergus. Diddy is... <laughs> Diddy's chiller. Diddy's got a lot more chill. So the cat's name uh -huh. is Diddy. And something crazy about this is that I have known this cat for 10 years, which is one year longer than I have known the friend for whom I am cat sitting. You have to explain that because you didn't just meet this cat at a club. <laughs> I did. I met this cat at a club. <laughs> the cat has just changed hands a couple times um, in ownership. And she's, I actually think she's better for it because she's literally just like, Whoever's feeding me is cool. I don't really give a fuck. Um, she got used to me right away. Makes for a pretty low-maintenance cat. For sure. Um, so anyway, I knew her when I was living with her first owner, and now she is uh, owned by his own? Yeah. Like, is that demeaning? Is that disparaging to the cat? You need to not worry. <laughs> you need to not worry about that, please. <laughs> yeah, sure. So anyway, now um, our nicest friend Sam is the mother slash owner slash caregiver for this kitty. <laughs> 
<laughs> she can't take care of it for a little bit. So I was like, oh, I'll do it. And now I'm the proud stepfather of a cat. Foster which parent. I never thought I'd be able to say. Foster parent at best. And zaddy at worst. Which leads me to... <laughs> cat zaddy. <laughs> Honestly, okay, so... Let's just, I'm going to play the gayest woman theme and then I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this cat. Okay. Gay, 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 gay. Couple things. One, I bought the cat a little scratching post as a welcome to my home gift and a. Oh, you are a zaddy. You're I, just really taking care of that cat financially. Totally. I'm a sugar zaddy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, also, a don't scratch my stuff. Here's a beautiful scratching post. Has hasn't touched it once. It was it's a big fuck you. <laughs> Do you keep the receipt? Um, no, because I figured I'll just give it to our nicest friend when and maybe one day she'll get into it. Um, but now I'm getting all kinds of cat dad Instagram ads, and I don't like oh. it. I'm like, you don't know cat me anymore. Dad Instagram ad. No, it feels offensive because I'm not a cat person, and they're like, oh, are you one of those cat lovers who can't stop buying your cat gifts? And I'm like, no, I bought one fucking gift. Um, so that feels pretty gay. You know exactly what you're getting for Christmas. What? No, I don't. What? What are you? I, I, no, I know you're getting a cat zaddy graphic tee. Oh, okay, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> the internet really wants me to have a world's best cat dad mug, and I don't want it. Oh, that is so nineties. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I will say the cat has been um has been some comfort. I don't mind having a little company in here, someone nice to chat with, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Also, it went from it to someone very quickly. <laughs> someone to watch over me, which is actually, which is actually your greatest fear is the cat watching you while you sleep. <laughs> True or false? True. This cat, this cat, like cats previously mentioned, sleeps under my bed. But the difference is. I know she's there, and there's only one place in my apartment really to hide, and it's under my bed. So, like, as long as I know she's there, it's chill. I, I cannot get over the fact that you once spent multiple nights <laughs> in a room where there was more than one cat, at least one cat, that you didn't know about. Yeah, I was I was locking one cat out at night because oh. I didn't want it in my room, not knowing that I was actually locking the other cat in. <laughs> anyway... One night, the gall, the audacity, the gumption, I turn over at like three in the morning. This bitch has got her head on the pillow next to me, like laying like a human with her back to me. She like, oh, <laughs> no, that's so sweet. It was kind of cute, but like she hadn't even jumped up on the bed at all. So I just expected her to be under the bed and I turn over and there she is like, sup, we had a good time, didn't we? <laughs> what, what happened last night? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not making you breakfast. <laughs> um, okay. But all this to say. In the mornings, she does, uh, when it's time to get up, when my alarm goes off, she makes sure I get up. She hops on the bed, or she just, like, puts her paws up, and she just kind of gently pokes me with her paw. She's really not aggressive. But once she, like, nuzzles in and, and gets my attention, I give her a little pet. The second I pet this lady, she turns around and shoves her asshole in my face every fucking time. And I, listen, I get it. I know cats do this. I know that presenting the butt is, like, a nice thing. They do it to other cats. Yes, the presenting of the butt ritual. But, like, I don't want the asshole in my face ever, and I can't, like, pet her. Just, and like, give tail up. Pink yes. eyes, straight out there, I straight eye contact. And it's, like, completely out of love, which makes it worse. And I keep, like, flipping her around, and then she'll, like, nuzzle me with her face again. And as soon as I'm like, okay, this is fine, whips it right back around and throws that asshole in my face. And I'm just not here for it. It feels like my gayest moment of the week, because it's the only asshole I've had in my face in a very long time. And it's the only one you refuse to lick. <laughs> you, you don't know that. <laughs> 
I knew it was coming. I knew it. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Gross. I just set him up for you to knock down. That was too easy. Uh, what Cam graciously didn't tell you earlier is that oh. when I've been sending him photos, a lot of them are of this cat's asshole. <laughs> I keep getting videos. You're like, look, it's this cat. And then it's just like her like tail up and just, yeah, like puckered little butthole right there. Always camera ready. Hi, Dios mio. Episode title. Puckered little butthole. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a good new rapper name. <laughs> puckered lil butthole. Uh-huh. Oh, God. So that's my gayest moment. Cam... Do you have a gayest moment? Uh, nothing butthole related, unfortunately. Uh, well, then I don't want my, it. <laughs> my gayest moment was is actually kind of a conglomeration of gayest moments of the past that all just happened at once this past week. I found myself one evening this past week sitting naked in my hot tub uh, with the with the nice breeze coming through the windows, sipping a glass of wine, Ugh. watching a Brandy Carlisle live stream while I shopped for swimming suits on my uh, <gasps> iPhone. And it felt like all very... I didn't think it was going to be a very gay night, but I realized all at once they came together for a very homosexual experience. It sounds lovely. It was, it was really lovely. It made me really miss live music. But anyway, um, it was just pretty much like watching a tape of a concert while I shopped for swimming trunks. Um, so I would like to ask the listeners a quick question. Um, this doesn't even have to be an Instagram poll, but if anyone has a lead on cute swimwear this season, could you hook a boy up please? Because I've got, I came up very empty on this search. I don't want like speedos, but like little swim trunks are fine. Just you know, like shorty shorts, just cute, casual, can wear in mixed company type of swimsuits. Mm-hmm. Um, I would. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the spring, getting out uh, on a beach into some in some warm water, and I want to feel cute. But everything's just boring. Ah, I was I very it. unimpressed, very uninspired. Um, I just want something I'm excited to wear. So if you've seen anything out there, uh, let me know. Reminds me of episode 15. We went swimsuit shopping for you. Uh, the good old days. Was that episode 15 when I bought my little brown trunks? A brief aside, sure was. Um, A brief aside. <laughs> oh, man, those have those have made some serious uh, some serious appearances in my travels. I really like those, but um, I need something. I need something fresh. couple follow-ups for you. One, um, do you usually do the hot tub naked? I mean, it's your own home. Why mm-hmm. would you not? Yes. And then do you, like, will you walk around the house a little naked afterward? Is this like, I mean, it's just you, the dogs, and your husband. There's really no risk. I'm a, yeah, I'm a pretty naked person in this house. I, I don't worry about it. We don't even have window coverings on half the windows, but we you, we can't even see other houses from our house. And if anyone's driving up our long and windy driveway, the dogs are letting us know before they're even in sight. So there are very low stakes. So yeah, I will, um, I usually go straight from the hot tub to the shower. I don't love having like bromine on me for a long time. Mm, for sure. It dries me out. So um, I just, and our... Our bathroom is right there off the, the hot tub room, so I just hop from the hot tub into the shower usually. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll wander around the house naked. I also find I don't love to be, like, yes, out of the shower or the hot tub or whatever, uh-huh. the hot tub in my studio. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, it is a luxury studio apartment. It is. I just boil a pot, and I stick it on the ground, and I stick a foot <laughs> in, and I'm in the hot tub. <laughs> um I don't love to be like fully naked while like functioning around the apartment. Like it's just not comfortable. I don't either. You know, flopping around. No. In, when it's hot out, like summertime, I very rarely wear a shirt, but I usually am just like in like casual shorts and underwear. Like yeah. that's like usual. Sweat I will sit something. around in my underwear sometimes, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm comfortable without a shirt on, but I usually want like bottoms on. Yeah, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other follow up for this about the swimsuit, I tried on my Speedo today. The only one I own um, hasn't been worn in. Uh, probably two years and uh gotta tell you does not do good things for my ass 
it. Um, there was so much like empty space where ass should be. Like too much. You've been working out hard these days. I I don't know what I've been doing. I just like I've my ass is. I never had an ass. Mike doesn't want to say it, but he's very trim these days. He's been working out hard. Well, I lost some weight in my ass, and that's for sure because my mm. tiny little speedo has too much fabric, and it is like the least <laughs> flattering thing. Saggy diaper butt. Saggy diaper butt. Exactly. <laughs> for me um, to be comfortable in a speedo, I would want to have like a like a high and tight ass. I'm just I don't have a high and tight ass. It's not how my body is built. Samezies, and I don't think I ever will. And I'm not. I'm really not like terribly precious about it. I feel like some people their goal mm-hmm. is a great big ass and i'm like i don't mm-hmm. it's honestly my lowest priority on the on the bodybuilding spectrum i think me too i like a thick leg um and i i you know i want to feel substantial but like i do a lot of squats and my butt just kind of stays as it is and that's fine it's just you know i've, I've come to terms with my butt speaking of your body type we were mm-hmm. having some trouble yesterday because as you'll recall you said something to me about poking the bear, and I made a stupid comment about not being a bear and being a twunk instead, which is also completely incorrect. I am I am neither of those things. But then we dove into this the the wormhole that is like the animal uh, gay tribes, like the gay tribes. tribes. Yeah, I was gonna say folklore. That's not it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Entomology? No, that's yeah. not it either. <laughs> but you know, when when a gay yes. man is called a bear or an otter or a twink or any of that, twink is not uh-huh. an animal, but for some reason it's in the in the categories. Th- there are a lot of animals in the tribes, but they're not all animals. It's very confusing to those that are not gay, and very confusing to those that are. <laughs> it's very confusing. Period. <laughs> yeah. For for instance, the two of us, we don't really know. Um, what we'd be in these categories and there's a lot to choose from we have to have one i so i looked up a whole list before our recording and i i think that i have like some ideas of where we fall but like just like anything that you know these these categories are not black and white you can't just like easily slot someone in i mean a a twink is pretty skinny er, pretty skinny (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a twink true. is pretty simple, like skinny and hairless. Like, but that's neither of us, right? And so then you get into twunk, which is like someone who used to be a twink but is now a hunk, meaning they're like muscly but still pretty hairless. Neither of us are hairless. Also, twunk um, has a lot of negative connotations, and I only know this because our nicest friend Sam, when I threw that word out there, uh-huh. looked it up, and she found a lot of definitions. She was really invested yes. in learning about the gay culture. Twunk can be like has been twink, you know, yeah. like someone that's like clinging to their youth, like a forty year old wearing Abercrombie and still shaving their chest, like all that kind of. You know, kind like of. a lot of the contestants on Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are like, well, they're hairless because of their trade. I don't know if they do it on purpose, but or, you know, I don't know if they would otherwise. But well, they're also like filler queens, like they get Botox and injections and stuff, which kind of contributes to this whole narrative of like clinging to their youth. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, there is a whole different um, like female beauty standard though that's juxtaposed mm. on top of that so it's a it's a little bit hard to that's true a little bit hard to nail down um so there's like bears and cubs i think that you and i both fall in like the otter slash wolf category i think that you are an otter you're toned and slim you are hairy like you're uh like you're you're fit slim hairy dude i think that's what an otter means but the fact that you'd put us both in the same category we look very different Um, and there's so many to choose from, so it would be strange that we would be the same thing, you know? That's true. I, I think that I aspire to be a wolf, like semi-hairy, like, like, uh, like good amount of muscle, like a little bit burlier than I am right now. Like that would be, I think I'm like growing up to be a wolf ideally. Oh God. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. So I, I can confidently say that you are an otter. I can 
unconfidently say that I'm somewhere between Wolf and Jock, I guess. Uh, Jock, because I like to work out and I like being fit, but I'm really bad at sports. So I don't know if that would if that's mm. a disqualifier. You are bad at sports. Didn't a seven year old troll you for throwing poorly once? Yes, he said that he would rather play catch with his dad. And thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also quite bad at sports, but I have no interest in being good at them. I feel like you might enjoy being good at sports. I, I would. The only sport that I've ever had any like real propensity for was um, rugby. When I lived in Korea, I had a bunch of uh, like uh, rugby, British, Irish, and South African friends that would get together on the soccer pitch every week and play rugby. And they invited me to play a couple times and... It was actually fine. I wasn't awful. It's because you're not throwing things overhand. It's usually like a like a low pass, um, and you just have to like run like around. A grandma toss in basketball. Yeah, kind of exactly. Um, and it's like a lot of you know body contact with other men. All things that are fine for me. Oh. Um, so that is that's okay. If you need me to throw like a neat spiral or um, you know get a baseball within ten feet of someone, it's I can't guarantee that's ever going to happen. Hmm. But uh, I think that like rugby and or like non ball sports would yeah. be mm-hmm. my would be my um wrestling scenario boxing wrestling you'd probably be a good boxer never tried it i've always really wanted to take like kickboxing um Mm -hmm. i really find it very sexy uh to like go to kick i used to go to a gym that had a kickboxing like um I almost called it a stage. I need to get the words. <laughs> <laughs> a kickboxing ring where they would do oh, lessons. Strap on your tap shoes. Get ready for a little kickboxing number. Kick. They were just all like so fit and just like kind of like densely, um, densely muscular. And like, I, I love the idea of being able to like take care of myself, you know, like that always like to feel strong if if like physically intimidated um but yeah i've 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 never taken any steps to to do that i just think that i might enjoy it i think you would do it just seems like a seems like a cam sport seems like a good way to get out energy and like it's just like more power than like um what's the word for being able to throw a ball well accuracy hand-eye coordination um i'm not terribly uncoordinated i just am not good with balls (laughs) that is simply not true um (laughs) Just staring at you blankly, waiting for, <laughs> waiting for a shitty comment. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, okay, so if I could be good at any sports, I think I would like them to be golfing and bowling, <laughs> um, because they are both socializing sports. They're drinking those and they're are hanging both like, out. Non-athletic sports. Yeah, you can be you can be completely unfit and be great at either of uh-huh. those, and like just enjoy beer and company. That's like fun for yes. me. Um, wow, that's way too much sports for this podcast. I know. I'm like, kind wow. Of, uh, I feel. I feel my body rejecting all the sports talk can we please take a hard right turn you can tell me what i should be watching these days oh um well unfortunately i don't have any new content recommendations for you but there is something that i'm looking forward to checking out so i'm going to recommend it before i've even looked into it at all for one specific Mm. reason per Uh, usual mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) hold on to your seats because this is a random one um so john boehner the former speaker (laughs) of the house before paul Mm -hmm. ryan during obama's last term the former um, Republican Speaker of Republican the House. Republican Speaker of the House. The former, um, one of the very first mainstream obstructionists of Obama's agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Back before it was really cool. <laughs> he <laughs> recently came out with an audiobook. And while, Did he come out with a book or an audiobook? A, a book that he has since read aloud and recorded uh-huh. and now released as an audiobook. Sure, sure. So at the end of Obama's term, when both Boehner and Obama were retiring or retired or whatever, uh, they did like a little ad together to be like buddies and say, look, even though we were kind of assholes to each other before, we can be friends and we can put politics aside to just try and like encourage bipartisanship. 
So he tried to kind of climb his way out of the hole and get out of the gross um, direction the Republican Party was going. And it seemed pretty clear he saw what was happening. He, at some point in this book, it has been pointed out to me in two different radio shows this week, has written the words and therefore recorded the words, P.S., Ted Cruz, go fuck yourself, which I oh. think is so wonderful. Oh, that's so aggro. Yes, from, from Republican to Republican, it's a beautiful thing. And like, while I don't uh-huh. like John Boehner, I loathe Ted Cruz. And so the enemy uh-huh. of my worst enemy is my friend. Um, sure. And I'm going to- Ted Cruz is the worst, like the least popular senator. And he he's universally reviled. No one likes him. Exactly. So I may, I, I may- purchase the former republican speaker of the house's audiobook which would just be a real shocking twist just just to hear that <laughs> yes to hear him say go fuck yourself ted cruz and probably jerk off to be honest uh, honestly it's it's probably a good idea like there are so many people who are willing to even speak bipartisanship into you know into the universe who are willing to like even like say that it's a good thing people that are in politics it's such a dirty word these days because we are so divided um Letting yourself or opening yourself up to the autobiography of someone who you don't necessarily agree with, but who may have um, insight. I don't know who, who may have some insight into the yeah into the political system is probably a responsible thing to do. I think I would enjoy it. I think most people I'm saying this to would not, but it's my my lamb mm-hmm. attempt at a recommendation this week. I do recommend um, Obama's audiobook to literally anyone who asks because I think. It is. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, if you aren't a big fan of Obama, I think that it still could be really beneficial, not to make you like him more, but to understand like how the country runs. It's so in-depth. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it provides so much insight to the things that were happening in 2008, 2009, which is where I am in the book with the financial crisis and the bailouts and all this kind of stuff and like the inner workings. And um, as a young person, I think that we've talked about this before, but as a young person who graduated college right in the midst of the financial crisis, I was still, I still had such a small worldview. I was so um, like insular in my thinking. I had not yet broadened my mind to like the, the workings of the world at large. I was very much focused on like how things happen in Cameron's world that love that show. uh, As long as I could find, a job and people around me were safe and stuff. I was not spending a lot of time thinking about politics or the news or what have you. Mm -hmm. Um, It was back before social media turned into the, like the political behemoth that it is, you know? So um, it's back when people were still like posting, you know, pictures of their dogs on Facebook almost exclusively. So all that being said, listening to the audiobook of Obama read and tell us like kind of teach us a very recent history lesson, puts so much into perspective and teaches me so much of what I lived through, but didn't pay any attention to. Exactly. I second that recommendation for sure. I listened to it in the fall, right when it came out and I was obsessed, loved it. Um, it does give a perspective that was really hard to come by when it was happening. Speaking of audiobooks, and then we'll get into the book that you wrote. I do want to say I took a listener recommendation, actually many listeners many, recommendations. Yeah. I think that you mentioned it last podcast. Um, the song of Achilles by Madeline Miller. I'm about an hour from the end, uh, on the audiobook. I've been um, working on a project around the house this week and just so excited to get back to the project so I can turn this audiobook on. I'm taking a break from Obama because that's 30 hours of his very calming voice. Sometimes it puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. So I needed a little bit of fiction to take a break. And this was so perfect i'm i don't know how it ends yet but it's so gorgeously written it's everything i said about cersei but as the listener told us last week this one has gay sex thank you very much there is a passage in there that was so hot 
It was just so beautifully written and sexy all at the same time. It was not smutty at all. Didn't get a boner <laughs> with the table saw. But damn, it was very, very sexy about these two young, hot men like discovering each other's bodies for the first time. Mm. Highly recommend Song of Achilles, Madeline Miller. I want to discover a man's body for the first time. <laughs> I know. I know. I want you to <laughs> surrender your reclaimed virginity. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've held on to it for so many years now it seems like it seems like i might as well wait till marriage be a good christian all right speaking of good christian values shall we get into the journal we shall I wish everyone could see the face he made with that. It was good. Do all this in one breath. <laughs> the whole journal. It's June 15, 2016. Tell us where we were. The Ides of June. We were. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Pirate Mike, the Ides of June. Because you have this habit of, we have, we've been doing two weeks, so we keep getting the 15th. So it's the Ides of every month. You're welcome, everyone, for that uh-huh. really fun running joke. I was doing this cruise ship gig where I am on the ship for like a week at a time doing that Soulmate show. And I think, yeah, I've got that. Rockefeller Center waiting job kind of on the back burner that I give my attention to minimally. Oh, and Luke was going to sublet my apartment, but we weren't sure how because I'm coming back to my apartment at the same time. It was all confusing. All right. So you're obviously on your way back from that gig because you said gave Jake, the flight attendant, my number. Oh, yeah. Do you him? Oh, yeah. I was feeling real ballsy. We're still... Uh, we still follow each other on social media. He um, Snapchat? Is he a Snapchat friend? No, 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 no. None of that. Oh, I've never seen his dick. Um, he Never? Never, never happened. What good is that, French? <laughs> Okie dokie then. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you, it's, it's been a long time since I've uh, engaged in Snapchat dick friends. Um, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, it's no big deal. The ones I used to have um, are mostly partnered off. and uh, Or dead. Or dead, yeah. And <laughs> God, <laughs> I was Snapchat dick friends with a lot of senior citizens. <laughs> And uh, it's not it's not easy to make those friends in the year 2021 at, at age 31. You know, those are ones I had from long ago. Anyway, oh. um, this guy was he was just a cute flight attendant. And my friend Ryan was like, give me your number. I was like, no. He's like, just fucking do it or I'll do it. And I was like, OK. Um, and so I did. And he gave me it back. And it was really cute. And it felt good. <laughs> he, he gave you it back. Yeah, he gave me my number back. And he was like, no, thank you. <laughs> He gave me his uh, number. Um, okay. He was really cute. And I think we texted a little bit. We never met up or anything. Um, okay. No no harm, no foul, but it was fun for the moment. Fair enough. Um, let's see here. Taxi from JFK with your castmate. Uh, Luke let me in. We smoked and B2 came over. Jake and I have been texting. Oh, man. Oh. I really wish that. I know. I shouldn't have ruined that for you, but I don't uh-huh. want to lead you on, you know? Uh-huh. I appreciate that. June 16th. Um this sounds salacious, but I think you're talking about kick. It says slept with Christian and basically moved into his room. Yeah, it was really hot. We decided to start having sex. We were like, you know what? We're so close <laughs> in every other way. Um, Come on in. <laughs> so Luke is subletting my room. And so I'm only home for a couple days at a time before I jump on the next ship. And so kick graciously let me stay in his room because I think Michaela is doing a contract somewhere else. She's not in the city right now. Okay. Um, so many moving parts. So many moving parts. Also, I don't know if I've mentioned on here before that Kick and I slept together the night before his wedding. It was very romantic. We slept in <laughs> Michaela's parents' room. 
and it was like a gorgeous suite of a room. Um, they had a fireplace in there, and Kick went to turn the lights off, and uh, he accidentally turned the fireplace on. So we're on this like lush bed with the fire going the two of us the night before oh, that's really funny yeah i also <laughs> imagine like rose to... petals that weren't there but oh you know what because we took a snapchat with rose petal filters from michaela um <laughs> but in my mind there were real rose petals uh well the end of that day uh you made 245 dollars at the summer garden gonna be a busy few days off on june 17th quick rehearsal with lisa for soulmates and a brush up with a new castmate pretty easy love lisa I do um, love Lisa. I'm so glad. Got a haircut, then went to work till 12:30. Made 275 bucks. Hate serving, but money is great. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'm cleaning up right now with the guest gig and like these in my days off. Great, making good money. Yeah. Well, just two episodes ago, you were really worried about paying your bills for the first time in your life. So you know, it's all very cyclical, isn't it? it sure is. On the 18th of June, you did a double at Rock Center. I think that's your first double. Um, so tired, but made almost 500 dollars. Damn. On June 19th, laundry, bank, and packed in morning at 7 o'clock. Oh, God, you packed the morning of a travel day. Jesus Christ, my friend. Um, You did a long, long travel day. LaGuardia, Atlanta, Seattle to Juneau. Holy crap. LaGuardia, Atlanta. It sounds like... um Newark, LaGuardia. Kennedy. Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy yeah. Davenport. Um, if you know, you know. So you were heading to Alaska? Is this your first time in Alaska? It is my first time in Alaska, and I'm pretty sure we saw the world's last Radio Shack. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things! <laughs> I love or I love the idea of Alaska. I really, really want to go. Um, but man, that's not what I that's not the review I was looking for. <laughs> it was better than that. <laughs> Um, you watched Hello, My Name is Doris. I love. Oh, what, oh was my that God. The I, Kathy, no. Um, Kathy Bates? No, it was. Um, no, not Kathy Bates. Fucking the Flying Nun. Sally Field. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Ka- Catherine Sally Field, as she's known to her friends. <laughs> um, it's so fucking good. And uh, is it <laughs> Max Greenfield? I think is his name. The guy from New Girl. And he's like 25 and she's like 60 and she gets this crush on him. 60. She's probably it, 70, actually, in the movie. Isn't she a little, like, cuckoo? Like, lives in a bus or something? No, no. She's she's just, like, she gets a little neurotic just with her old age, but not, um, okay. there's nothing, like, wrong with her. She just is very quirky. Okay. Um, it's sweet and heartbreaking and just so good. It's so good. I've watched it, like, three times since. Made my mom watch it, too, because she loves Sally Field. Oh, wow. Okay. Sally Field reminds me a lot of my mom. Um, she is a fucking national treasure, even though I couldn't remember her name there for a second. It was a brain fart. I love her. Um, yeah, highly recommend. Hello, my name is Doris. Go watch. Uh, let's see here. Sorry. Back to June 19th. Uh, you also watched The Big Lebowski. Have never seen it. Own the sweater. And Original on the Town. Expensing everything to <laughs> smiley face. You're <laughs> You're living large because you booked the travel lodge, which is like $39 a night. Oh, God. Wait, I booked the travel lodge? Well, you stayed at a travel lodge. I don't, I don't remember this at all. What. Oh, whatever. Um, bed at 11.30, which is apparently 4.30 New York. They're five hours apart. Wow. Um, Alaska sites are so beautiful. Lucky to be here. I like when I have a little gratitude in the journal because so often I'm just bitching. I like it, too. It's uh, It's nice to read. Um, on the 20th of June, a few hours in Juneau, Alaska, reminds me of um, your first cruise ship. You sent Pop Pop, Grandma, Weibo, Mom and Dad, postcards and magnets. Sad to hear Alaska was on Grandma's bucket list and she never got to go. Um, I was sad about that. I gave 
her a call from Alaska and she was just like beside herself. She was like, that is so amazing. You're doing so many amazing things. You're seeing the world. She's like, I've always wanted to go to Alaska. Um, I, you know, I didn't get to. And she said this as though like at that point, well, she was not quite healthy, but I was like, man, you've already resigned yourself to never having the opportunity. It just felt very sad. And she then was like, one time we did go to, um, Prince Edward Island in, in Canada and we really wanted to do that and that was such a great trip and I loved it but I was also like man that Prince Edward Island was like a I did that too and it was a quick blip for me and like that was a huge highlight for her and I'm like yeah I'm very very lucky that I've seen so much that I've seen and also just was like fuck I wish I wish all those who came before me could have had these same experiences I have had a very similar um situation with both my grandparents and Peter's um because my grandparents, my my mom's parents, I don't know if I've ever talked about this before, but like they lived in Saudi Arabia for a couple of years. They oh, wow. they traveled a lot um, because my grandpa was an air traffic controller um, and he was hired by the Saudi government to go over there in the 80s and teach them. It was like right after the big Saudi oil boom, they needed a like a world class airport that was FAA approved. And so um, they there was a, a, a strike of air traffic controllers here in the 80s. And my grandpa took early retirement. And so the Saudis... Um, seized on that and they hired a ton of these guys that just had just taken early retirement and said hey we'll pay you well if you come here for like two years and train all of our air traffic controllers that is um, so to cool FAA standards which is very cool but anyway they like these are two solid midwest like former military my grandpa they both grew up like my grandma grew up so poor in kentucky i recently saw a picture of her and asked my mom why she looked so unhappy and my mom was like she never smiled until her 20s when she got dentures because she growing up as in like the 30s and 40s in kentucky she never had any dental care and so she literally got dentures in her 20s which apparently was quite common back then i had no idea Weibo had all of her teeth ripped out at 40 she said fuck it i'm over it yeah exactly it's that's the thing i think in that generation it was like pretty accepted um and so my my grandparents had this like kind of adventurous life late in life they decided to to be adventurous and started traveling and they um they went to europe a couple times and they spent two years in saudi arabia and went to japan and uh they did uh, a safari in africa and they have all these great stories um didn't really broaden their worldview unfortunately but um they they loved to travel they went to in 2000 they went to australia and new zealand on this big trip um and then i remember one day when I was talking to them, like this was probably when I was in my early twenties and starting to have adventures of my own, all of a sudden they were talking about like, yeah, we never got there. And like in a way that meant like we never will. Yeah. And that became a a serious fear of mine is the day when I realized I'm like traveling is behind me where it becomes, it's too much. Like I can't like I'm too old or too unwell to like take long plane trips or explore anymore. Or it seems too daunting because the the world has changed so much. feels like a lot of things, a lot of, factors at play there um but we talked about that with peter's grandpa too there was a day i mean he's very adventurous love to love to get out and about but there was a day where very suddenly he was talking about travel as something that he used to do and that terrifies the shit out of me that is why i love when Weibo still goes to cuba that's like never that will never be off the table she will always go to cuba uh-huh. that's the her happy place and so she's still doing that and i'm grateful that um that travel still exists for her because you're you're right it's a I don't know. It's, I, I hope to never come to the point where I'm like, I can no longer travel. Michaela and I often express that gratitude. Every time the world feels a little crazy and another country feels a little less accessible, we're like, man, really, really glad we had the opportunity to see that already. And hopefully we do again, but who knows? Yeah, that's a, that's a really good perspective to keep. On June 21st, you're in Skagway, Alaska in morning. Saw Caitlin... 
doing a show? Oh, yeah. How fucking random. I'm walking around in Skagway, Alaska. I look to my right and there's a headshot on like the world's tiniest theater in this random ass city. It is the headshot of someone I did that first show Dr. Doolittle with. Are you serious? Yeah. I hadn't like. We wow. Didn't, we didn't keep up or anything, but like we, you know, followed each other on, on social media and uh-huh. I texted her. I was like, hey, um, am I looking at your headshot in Skagway, Alaska? She's like, yeah, I'm chilling here doing a show. It's like, oh, That's my God. So crazy. So random. Yeah. Those are the moments that make the world feel like it's a really small place. Um, Let's see here. Skagway is a cute old West type town. Uh, long tech run. Two shows. Was fine with some band and tech errors. Seems like the other cast didn't like it. Whatevs. Uh, on the 22nd. I keep feeling like I'm not good enough. Oh, good. So you went, you know, we're back on the, the dark side of the moon. You saw the production show. The lead singer was amazing. The dancer, too. Wandered ship. My ego. It's ego, actually. I was having waffles. <laughs> my ego's hurt what am i amazing at ah how introspective i'm amazing at whistling which is like too bad because you know nobody cares Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) you know because it's largely worthless (laughs) that's what i've always said it's Um, i've got the world's most spectacular worthless special skill (laughs) Uh, on the 23rd you got off in british columbia we haven't had any got off jokes lately um, you worked out with your castmates in the morning. You got legal edi- <laughs> legal edibles oh. in Victoria and got so, so high. City oh my was God. beautiful, but all in pieces in my mind. <laughs> Could barely control myself back at the ship. Felt so awkward in front of hot gay guests. Yeah, let me tell you about this. <laughs> Please do. This is like my uh, most vivid memory from this whole guest cruise ship situation, which is ironic because I barely remember it, but just the um, side effects. I was with my friend Ryan, who's one of the people who got me into weed in general. So we're in Vancouver. We're excited to go to a store where we can get like fun treats. I didn't go in. He went by himself. Oh, it's, you needed a medical card and he had that. Okay. So he gets these like Lego gummies. He took, I believe a whole Lego and the Legos each had like eight little dots like Legos do. And I took one dot. Um, and I was not used to edibles at this point. I got so fucked we were at a little bar right after we we took them and uh <laughs> i'm already confused because you know on cruise ships and different time zones it just you got confused about the days and the waitress comes over about an hour later and she asked if we wanted anything else and i was like is it wednesday and she was like it's sunday and i was like hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you ask the waitress what time it was? What day it was? Um, I don't remember, but I remember. <laughs> yeah, that. I remember needing to know. I don't know. I think I was like trying to pay a bill or something. I can't remember exactly why, but I was like, that's the most off you can be. Um, and she was uh-huh. <laughs> very uh, unamused about these two fucked up kids in her bar at like one o'clock on uh-huh. a Wednesday thinking it's the weekend. <laughs> um, anyway, we're walking around the city. I don't think we would have gotten back if not for the fact that we ran into our other two castmates who were sober we saw them we're like oh yes let's follow them they'll they'll lead us back to the ship um so they kindly did so we get back to the ship and this weed is not wearing off we go right to the buffet of course and i was like oh this (laughs) will i was like this will be helpful like they if you're if someone's too high just eat and it will be helpful but when i got there all i could see was the section with like huge uncooked full fish like their heads on ice Uh and it was freaking the fuck out of me i was like i can't i can't be here i have to go um and so i head over to the hot tub 
And there's been these two guys in the ship that we've been like, you know, making eyes the way gay people do the whole time that we've been on the uh-huh. ship so far, the day or whatever it's been. The, the gay acknowledgement. Yes. And uh, Ryan and I, I think Ryan was with me, get in the hot tub and these two guys just walk in and i was like son of a bitch (laughs) timing's not great dudes no it was awful they were so hot and i couldn't even like speak i was just sitting there like drooling and they (laughs) 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 and i just wanted to like be cool for these hot dudes and i couldn't and eventually after being catatonic for long enough i just like very awkwardly without making any words to these people that we, we had said like hi before and now i'm just completely silent uh-huh. i just walked out of the hot tub and went to my room i did see them the oh, next no. day and i was like hello and they're like mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like don't look at him yeah it was like <laughs> don't make it was contact. like the first time i had been high again it was like when i was high in high school where you like I always described it as... You were stoned. You were, like, truly, like, baked out of your mind. It's the feeling of going in and out of a dream, like you. I'm like, Uh I'm here for a second. I'm aware I'm talking to you. Oh, And I just, like, wind down, and then for five minutes, you're not in reality. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Truly, truly hate it. That's why I'm, like, very... um, I'm very circumspect about the... Uh (laughs) What else? Just say it. God, we've been doing this 94 episodes in. I just know words that are triggers. Well, circumspect. Come on. I'm very circumcised. Um, I'm very circumspect about the amount of weed that I have because I really don't like being too high. Um, it, I don't like that out of my mind, like paranoidy feeling awful, at all. Awful. I like a a gentle buzz. Um, and I, I mean, I have weed so rarely now, especially now that we don't hang out with anyone. It used to be like a kind of social thing occasionally. Um. If I were to have it today, I would do like the tiniest little bit just to make sure, you know, dip your toe. I now know my measurements. So that never happens to me Mm. anymore. And I also know like which weeds do what to me. This was like going in blind. Mm. Uh, Ryan was as informed on weed then as I am now. This didn't affect him like that. He was fine. So I think Uh he was like, just chill out, dude. Um, He continued to enjoy for, you know, the rest of the trip. And I was like, I cannot do that again. I lost a day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) On June 24th, um, you had a day off in Seattle. Market was amazing. Ate a ton and walked by Fifth Avenue Theater. Had Biscuit Bitch and picked up the latest Stranger Paper. Oh, fun. Two short, bad, rescheduled shows. Feels like personnel on this ship hates us. Oh, yeah. The cruise director fucking hated us. He, like, he was just rude to us. No one came to meet us on the ship, which is, like, pretty customary for guest entertainment someone comes and shows you to your room uh-huh. and tells you what you're going to be expecting and all that and like no one did that we couldn't find anyone to tell us like when we might have a rehearsal when our shows would be like we just didn't even know our schedule and we were like what is going on and then when we did interact with this guy he was just a real dick we felt very unwelcome on the ship why didn't your company send you guys with a stage manager like some sort of like anything like four performers just managing their own shit on this feels like a recipe for disaster like there should be someone who's like a dedicated liaison um money and we'll get into that in a future episode oh okay all right june 25th it's a sea day you slept in and then you went to the hot tub to read oh can i tell you about this fucking hot tub it was Uh we're parked in alaska i am in this hot tub alone in a glass room just staring at fucking glaciers by myself reading a book with the steam around me like it is it is the travel catalog picture you know it was so lovely yeah that sounds ideal. What a good, nice memory, too. On the 26th of June, you are in Ketchikan, Alaska. 
catch a can, don't catch the can, who cares? Coffee at <laughs> NY Cafe. If you throw a can at me, I'm not going to catch it and I'm going to get in- injured, <laughs> so please just don't. This says, coffee at New York Cafe of Japanese internment camp fame. Huh? I don't know. I don't know either, but I assume um, mm-hmm. it was something. Did we, were internment camps in Alaska? I have no idea. Uh, the only one location that I know of is in California, but they were there were many. That is like the least talked about thing. We constantly like I, I know it happened, and like I feel like it's it's referenced mm-hmm. when we talk about like API racism and shit. But we don't um uh-huh. like I never learned about it, and I don't ever see much. I've never seen a documentary on it. I've never heard a podcast on it. Like that is a horrific stain in American history that it truly just, is yeah. gets largely glossed over. Mm-hmm. Between L.A. and Mammoth Lakes, um, there's one on on one of the highways up there, uh, 395, I think, heading north into the Sierras. Um, and it's this place called uh, the the camp was called Manzanar, and it's now a, like a historical site where kids can go on field trips and learn about what happened at internment oh. camps. Um, and it was always on my list of places to stop, but um, the timing never worked out or whatever. I just I should say I never made it a priority, and um, I really would like to go someday, mm-hmm. just to go and like do the museum portion and and find out, you know, the horrors of the I don't know the Japanese internment camps, which was a really really gross, disgusting thing that happened in World War II in this country. If any listeners have any like documentaries, movies, or podcasts that inform on that, let me know. I'd love to listen. And I'm almost certain they those things exist. They just have they never must, like yeah. crossed our radar. Yeah, but we should look. We should look into it. And back to the journal. Um, after you went to that place, you went on a hike with your soulmates. Dinner at, uh, I don't know what that says, but it's the name of a restaurant. Feeling kind of lonely. Happens more when I see gay couples. Homophobe. <laughs> on June 27th, up at dawn to see Davis Glacier and travel through Tracy Arm Fjord. Packing to get off this rude ship. <laughs> Been beautiful, but the people suck. Red eye to NYC tonight. Yeah, that sums it up. It was, I mean, gorgeous, <laughs> like... Truly, truly stunning uh, to behold the scenery around us. But man, everyone sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you didn't do multiple stints on different ships, right? Or on the same ship, right? You went um, like your next gig will be on a different ship. Is that right? I don't. We we might do the same ship. I can't remember. We did a few different ones, but we did okay. do Bermuda twice. We like we're going back and forth between Bermuda and Alaska. Okay, that's actually some really nice variety. Very different. For sure. Um, we'll find out if you get back on that same ship in a later episode because that's enough journal for today, Mikey. Did we hear from any listeners? We did. We actually got a couple reviews I would like to read. Um, (gasps) Reviews? We love reviews. Sure do. Follow them. Do reviews. Um, This is from... I don't know what that is. Um, (laughs) Is this a Russian bot? (laughs) It says... weirdly they typed the accent um no what is the what does it say um it's from i don't know w-i-j-k-t-o-e-r via apple podcasts in great britain and it says worth a weekly wait um i discovered this show amid the first lockdown last spring and ever since i made tuning in my weekly ritual every release of the podcast is definitely something i look forward to after listening to cam and mike for a few months now i feel like i made two new friends thanks for lifting spirits when things were tough w um oh that's very sweet also, hashtag gays in lockdown. And then one more from J. Casey Chapman via Apple Podcasts. Living for it. In this crazy time of corona, finding a new podcast to escape into is a joy. Can't recommend this one more. Casey from Painted Trash Podcast. Now, I do see that you have slipped your own podcast in there, but I'm not mad. I get it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I do understand that this is a shameless plug, but you know what? We'll see if we can get. Thank you, Casey. Thank you. Um <laughs> 
And then, Cam, I believe you had a friend reach out and tell you something you wanted to share. I did. I, I had a friend who's listened to the podcast since the beginning reach out. She wanted to make it clear that she thinks sniffing bulges is hot, which, you know, coming from a straight lady is uh, is important because uh, straight ladies in the past have said, no, that does not translate. Uh, she agrees with us, however, that sniffing bulges is something to be celebrated. You want to get those little poppers every time you do it? <laughs> tiny a tiny party um (laughs) she wanted us to know that it's about not only smelling a bulge but also feeling the weight of a package on your face which i really responded to i was like yeah yeah you want to feel that like you know the the heft of a penis on your cheek just you know bound up in okay yeah but just just like on the side of your face before you like you know unwrap it from its cloth package yeah kind Um, of like you know getting a getting an understanding of the mass before you see the shape yeah yeah just feeling the heft right there just on your cheek nothing is more intimate and um when i when i kind of dug into that i thought she was going to be like okay no that's a little much she was like, exactly. It's exactly what I'm talking about. Thank you for understanding me. I was like, oh, great. Cool. She's We're exactly on the same page about this. Love uh, it. God. Yeah. Put a heavy bulge on my face any day. I mean, ask first. Yeah. I would. I, I bet you're a bit discerning about which bulge as well. But Choosy cams choose bulges. I, I'm, I'm, I'm choosy about my bulges. Yes. Um, all right. And that's all we've got for you this week. Cam, if folks want more of my best friend's journal, where can they find us? Check us out on Instagram at MBFJ Podcast. Drop us a line there. It's a great way to get in touch. You can also email us if you so choose at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Our website is mybestfriendsjournal.com. That is where our merch store lives. And as alluded to before, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Thank you so much. Thank you. And always remember Mike Rim's cats. Wait, no, 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 no. That is not it's what too it, late. It's not too late. Hey, hey, don't you fade out on me. I hope you at least wore short shorts or something. Well, no, I was naked from the bottom down. Um, kept the top on, though. I just like to, to dangle. <laughs> uh, oh, you were just Donald ducking. Yeah. <laughs>